Good morning and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing terrific, Todd. It's another new media show day. If it's Saturday, it must be the new media show. It is. And I'll I'll be honest, it was very painful (laughs) to climb out of of bed this this morning. Um, It was was rough. (laughs) Right. And uh, I said, oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, 4:45 on a Saturday. Oh my gosh! Anyway, right. this is this is a price I pay to bring this show. Of course, you yeah. too, getting up early and partaking of your Saturday. <laughs> well, this is this is kind of late for me on my normal schedule because of you know I, I kind of do a lot of conference calls and stuff really early in the morning right. all week long. So I mean, well, I th- do. This is actually sleeping in for me. Todd. Yeah, my my <laughs> call it crazy. My prime time meeting hour is 5 a.m. here in Hawaii. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like 7 for me, 7 to 8. Yeah, so it's, well, equivalent same time because you're right. two hours ahead of right. me right now. So, uh, well, actually, you're three, and whenever yeah, you guys three. do your silly clock change again, then I'll get an extra hour of sleep, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not so silly at that point, though. Right, right. right. Uh. So a big, at least in news-wise, big, 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 big week in podcasting. Right. Now a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. I think it's just just the tip of the iceberg, I think. <laughs> I think there's a lot more coming. <laughs> if you want my honest opinion, I think it's, this is, this is, you know, I think that the industry is getting more serious now. I think yeah. uh, there's players are starting to really think uh, you know, much larger in their thinking and yeah. you can see it in the changes that have happened just this past week. When someone brings $55 million to the table for a content company, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been saying for a long time we're in a con- content era, and that's exactly... That's, well... That, that's that's a reflection of that. There's winners and losers in that content era, though. Well, that that is true, and that that, that was also reflected in yeah. the news this week. Yes. And actually, Which is a little bit baffling, actually, when you think about what happened there. Yeah, and yeah. actually, I want to start with that. I, you know, I was, uh, so Panoply announced that they are getting out of the content business and they're going to be a tech company. And I, I was just like. A platform company, like. Right. Like what, like what we're doing. Right. right. I'm thinking, does right. that mean I'm competing with them now or what, you know? And. I think it does. Yeah. So, but it it was just an, it's an odd move. So are they going to make enough money on how many people have they got over there? Uh, I heard that it was, I don't know, like 20 some people or something. It wasn't, it wasn't that big then. Well, I I don't think that they were that big to begin with on the, on the content side. Um, now, granted, there's two parts to the company over there. There's right. Slate. Right. And then there's the Panoply side. So right. I don't know how those two worlds, I th- I thought I read that they had split those two companies up. So what they did here with Panoply wasn't going to impact Slate. But because um, Slate's been a long-running success. Yeah. Um, but if so. they're going to lay off their sales team, how are they going to monetize the megaphone ad injection portion of the platform? 
that to me is the baffling part. Okay, so you're going to lay off your, uh, you, no, you're not, you're going to lay off your content team. That's what they're laying off is the content team. So it must be the sales side is still good. Right. It'd have to be, right? So the only other thing I could think of would be this is a repositioning of the company for an acquisition of some sort. Mm. I don't know. Someone repositioning for, yeah, someone do a, a, a tech acquisition. So, okay. Right. So if another company already has those parts, oh, then, then why would they need them anymore? Right. So, I don't know. That's pure speculation at this point. But that's actually the, I think as I'm thinking about this, because I was pondering it yesterday quite a little bit. I'm like, what's the move? And I didn't really even think about them being acquired. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So if someone comes in, and I know that there's a couple of companies that need a, oh, yeah. So I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the light bulb went off. Yes, I can so, tell. So yes. I know there's a couple of companies that need injection that right. don't have their own. Right. Oh, uh-huh. so yeah, very interesting. Hmm. I should have sent someone else a message this weekend. <laughs> or yeah, this week. Did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. But uh, I just, you know, I've got enough to handle right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So I so well that's that's uh that's curious. So we'll have to I guess we'll have to keep our eyes peeled on uh on what's gonna happen with uh with the folks over to Panaply. So and then the acquisition by iHeartRadio and it's, you know, I'm I'm still I'm I'm still just call me a bit of a doubter. I, I just don't does any anyone actually use that app? <laughs> oh. Uh, which app? The iHeart the, app. Oh, oh, the iHeart app. Uh, I would imagine that there would be quite a few people. Sure. Yeah. To, to me, when I you know, and I think of iHeart Radio, the, and I know that they're they've got a number of shows over there, a limited number of podcast shows over there. I just wonder if they. So that, you know, they made this fifty-five million, supposedly fifty-five million dollar purchase, right? Of how stuff works, so. Hmm. Well, it's definitely content. So, right. so there maybe you know they finally figured out radio's dying. <laughs> they have to do something. But this would be by far the biggest radio check written. Right. Yeah. I mean, these guys. Um, I mean, I know that iHeartMedia is really serious about podcasting. I mean, they're they're like right there next to the scripts as far as commitment to the medium. Um, and they, they want to be the biggest, they, they're the biggest well, on the radio it, side. They want to be the biggest on the podcasting well, side. They, they definitely wrote a big check. Scripts didn't write that right. big of a check. Well, those numbers weren't really disclosed True. as much as this one was, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is just the beginning of what we're going to see at iHeart. Hmm. So, you know, and it's, well, they're not talking to me for the record. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, it's, they actually, I think want to get into more storytelling content. Uh, you know, the how stuff works folks have had a long standing reputation in the, 
in the podcasting business. And if you think back to their, I mean, if you're new to podcasting, you don't, I, I don't know that you really know the history of how stuff works, but oh, they yeah. were, they were um, owned for a period of time by discovery media as well. So that they, they got acquired in the same time frame as, uh, as revision three, which was another early, early, uh, v- early video podcasting, um, kind of network that got, got acquired by discovery which is the discovery channel uh, on the TV side. Mm-hmm. Um, they were into podcasting pretty aggressively and they got how stuff works too. And they, you know, they worked with how stuff works to create video content for the discovery channel for many years. And then discovery decided to spin off how stuff works to, and sold it basically right. uh, to another company. And so now we've seen, so this company, you know, this how stuff works company has kind of been bouncing around various other parent companies for a while now. So, but they, they've been around since the early days of the podcasting medium and have built significant audiences for the programs that they produce for a very long time. So this is the comment I got from someone when I asked them, what do you think about specifically the Panoply deal? And uh, they said content is expensive with low margins. Skimming fees off of tech is efficient. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we picked the right business model, Todd. Uh, yeah, right. But you know, it's, it costs nothing to run a company, Rob. So Oh, yeah, totally, <laughs> right. We're just going to give everything away, right? Yeah. But it, it's been a, you know, and I I I just look at my inbox of the the emails I'm getting now are um I guess how should we say it? It's it's a different. Well, we're starting to see um, Fortune 500 e- uh, companies come in and you know they're looking to do podcasting. So, you right. know, it's it's true Fortune, well maybe in Fortune 50s, and um, so up to this point, you know that depends on the you know the you know, we've had a number of those come into the space, but more and more that's what I'm seeing coming in looking for quotes and looking for pricing and right. um, you know, we just had a client come in and uh, they're doing uh, I was, I was shocked. They're doing 50 internal private podcast right. and um, 50, 50. And they wanted, uh, they wanted stats. They don't need nothing else. They've, they've already got their in-house publishing system. They've got, and, and I said, well, why do you need stats if you're not public facing? He says, well, we want to make sure that our, um, we know that watching them. Yeah. That people are watching them. He says, I know that, uh, in this mailing list, I'll have uh, 500 and this mailing mass list, I have 800. And he says, if I get close to those numbers on, um, on downloads or, or then I'll, I'll be happy. And, and I, so we talked a little bit about their internal strategy and how they were presenting the content and how they were making it available and they, they had it dialed in. So, you know, it's, you know, so we got them set up and they'll be rock and rolling next week with the, they're just doing stats to see their people, their people. And they got me to thinking there's probably a little more efficient way we can do this for them, but. Um, well, and it's probably, is it uh, more like training audios mm-hmm. and things like that? Is that what it is? Yep. Salesforce um, type stuff. Right. Sure. So, I mean, a lot of those make, um, uh, listening to that content or viewing content like that, a requirement, right? 
as part of people's jobs. Uh, I know I had to go through a lot of that when I worked at Microsoft. There was always videos going out to yeah the, the annual employees. the annual training or quarterly well, training or yeah well it's all training around you know um, all all sorts of priorities for the company right that you you know like harassment training right 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 and all this you know uh, security training and but but if you all think these that, kinds of things but if yeah. you think about it though there's been you know this is nothing new why would you deliver via podcast because there's companies out there that focalize or focus on in-house training where you log in it you know it right. basically it, it guarantees and you get done you get a certificate and you know right. and basically proof that you've uh, completed the training and answered the questions or whatever it right. is right. so for me for them to do it via podcast and it's what it is is they got a remote workforce uh sales force right. right. so uh i thought okay this is this is new but it's yeah. really kind of Maybe what it is is maybe they're looking to get rid of maybe some of those expensive right. legacy systems that, you know. Or it could just be more conversational uh, tips and tricks and trainings from the standpoint of how to be a better salesperson, right, how right. to close deals more efficiently. Mm-hmm. It just could be like uh, leaders in the in the company that are creating these content to help boost the knowledge base of their of their employee base so i you know there's a lot of uses that can be put to play with this stuff especially behind a firewall that's true um but i you know i'm i'm also seeing rfps come in from like you said these big fortune 500 companies and these rfps are like 10 page right forms and all this stuff and and you ask them what they want to do and oh yeah i want to want to want to create two podcasts right right yeah. <laughs> but, they, but, the, but they create this massive uh, you know yeah data I, gathering I, process and yeah. I, I had this and it was basically this this company <laughs> uh, yeah exactly maybe it's the same maybe that rp's from the same company we just uh, you know yeah it, it probably is because and because it, yeah, and they're and asking like, about it worth it they're asking right. about financial viability and do you have this type of a statement in this and that and i'm like and I and one of the other team members, I said, find out what they're. Is this like for a, like? Do they need like for fifty shows or for one? You know what? What is the deal here? You know, and 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 it comes back and it's for two shows. <laughs> That's right. I was like, going, boy, two shows, and you're gonna make my lawyer do like four hours worth of work, right? And, and, and it's I, only an RFP, right? Right. And I and I and it, <laughs> it's got all this extra. Viability of company, uh, find they they want a P and L statement. They want right. I'm, 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 like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no. Yeah, right. No, I I it it's it got to be the same that. company. I've never seen anything like it. I'm and I, I asked. Know. I actually asked. I said, "Is this a fishing expedition? Are they just fishing for corporate info?" Right. You know, right. and, 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 you know, I went looking at their company and I'm like, it, you know, politely say, politely say, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to worry about my RFP. Right, right. I'm, I'm not that stressed out about it, actually. <laughs> Two shows. And right. you're, you make me five hours of lawyer work, you know. Right, right. Or, or my work. Yeah, or, well, you know, yeah. Barry calls me, says, did you see what they want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. 
And I'm like, no, what do they want? And he explains to me her phone. I'm like, oh. And so I went back to the other team members that find out what, you know, if this is a, a 50 shows, you know, it's going to be a big production. They're open a production house. Yeah, we'll, we'll give them what they yeah, want. Right, right, right. <laughs> But for two shows, it's the same. I was company. like, and I thought it was like also going to be behind like their their firewall behind you know like a VPN or something like that. All mm-hmm. these podcasts are going to be private, just like the other company you were talking about. Is what I thought it was going to be, and then they tell me because uh. I asked them, so is this these are going to be private internal shows? And they go, no, we're looking to do external shows, and it's only we're only going to do two. <laughs> right. So it just so, it um, makes me laugh when I. When that type right. of stuff comes in, but right, right. you know, then again, you get the guy that calls you, and he's got, well, I've got twenty shows. I'm, I need to move. I'm, my hosting right. provider shut me down, uh, and I'm like, yeah, we can get you set up. And you know, literally thirty minutes later, I've got his media moving. You know, right, right. <laughs> That's how fast it can happen. I mean, right. You know, it's, I said, it's let me just a... go in here and flip the switch for your shows. We'll get the billing caught up right. on Tuesday or whatever. You know, we'll move you over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hard. Yeah. Let's not make this any harder than it is. Yeah, and it's it's and that is true. RFPs for for a forty dollar hosting account. It's it's put it on put it on someone's credit card. Come on, let's go. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, j- just the time that it takes someone on their right, side just right. just to review all the RFPs is yeah. just a waste of time. A waste of time, and you're saving three bucks. You know, right? And yeah. you're gonna try to vet somebody. Right. But so it's it, yeah, but. Yeah, it is kind of funny how that works. What are you going to do, right? Yeah, well, if you want their business, you know, some of them are big names. I go, oh, that'd be a nice client to have. And you think, oh, they're going to spend, right, right. They're spending $100 a month with me. But is there any upside to it? This right. That's the other question. Right. right. Yeah. And it's also, too, the, the, the advertising deals. And just so you guys know, podcasters, just please know this. If a company calls me and we have a minimum spend level per month and I'll ask him, I said, okay, what's your goals? Da, 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 what's your budget? And he said, well, it's X number of dollars for 90 days. I'm like, well, that's really what we need budget per month for 90 days. Right. And, uh, I just politely at this point say, let me give you some names of some shows that I know. And why don't you reach out to them yourself? Uh, because I'm, I'm not doing a, and what I found over the years that if a, a company, let's say a company comes in and it, they're going to spend, let's just use a number, $3,000 for a month. And a company comes in and they're going to spend $30,000 for a month. All right. The $30,000 client, I get the RFPs together, get the shows picked, send them over, they approve and we turn it on and we, we go. The $3,000 client, I spend 10 hours on the phone explaining exactly how we're going to do it, how we're going to execute, how what he needs to provide us. Right. And then every two days they're calling me, checking on downloads, checking on complaining about sales or whatever it may be. Right. So the it's, there is a niche out there. If someone wants, if someone wants to handle those clients that want to spend those small amounts of money on a spend across eight, nine, 10 shows, um, there, there's, there's, there's work out there, but for me, yeah, there's work. <laughs> it's the key. <laughs> yeah, there's work. <laughs> that's, that's the key word to that. It's work. 
So, you know, I've turned away deals that are, that don't meet the minimum spend just because I know what, you know, where the pain point's going to be. I had one come in the other day, the guy had $5,000 for 90 days and I'm like, that ain't going to work. It's not going to, I can't do it. And first of all, I would probably not, it's a disservice to, you know, sometimes you have to, I've warned them. I'm like, uh, this may or may not work in podcast advertising. Right. So I don't, do do you see the same thing, Rob, with those small spends? Yeah, we try and shy away from the small spends too. We try and go after those larger, larger deals. And those are the ones that we put forth the effort on. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, that's the only way you can really kind of make, really justify having people working on it. Yeah. So that's the other, that's the trade-off. And And that's one of the, one one of the other reasons why we have the dynamic ad stuff is to fill in that gap, right? To some degree. Uh, And that's, that's kind of like, you know, we're trying to make it available to all levels of podcasters if it's possible and Mm -hmm. trying to drive those campaigns down to smaller shows if we can. Kind of like what you've been doing over the years. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's, that's the direction that the industry is going. Um, it's just, how do we execute on it now is really where the issue comes into. And, and believe it or not, where my issue is right now, and it's driving me crazy, is podcasters, you don't check your email. Right. Well, but, it's the response times. Is what response times. So right. I, I had um, a huge, really huge buy come in. And I sent the, I sent a hundred, I think 136 podcasters got invited to the campaign. And uh, almost immediately, maybe within 24 hours, I got response from like 30. Say, yep, 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 Mm -hmm. yep, yep. Or a couple that said, no, we're not interested. And got them right. And then it was the other hundred that I'm on the phone calling. Hey, Mm -hmm. I sent you an email two days ago. Right. Uh, I didn't see it. Can you go look? Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, yeah, look, I'll get back to you. I'm like, no, I need an answer today. <laughs> right. right. You know, and I spend five hours on the phone calling podcasters that are not checking their effing email. Right. You know, and um, and they, and Rob, these weren't small shows. <laughs> not small. No. no. These were shows yeah. that were would have, you know, two, three thousand dollars a month earned on this campaign. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's some dollars. That's some dollars. Yeah. And they're not checking right. their email. Right. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a problem that you've had for many, many, many years, going back to the very early days. It's it hasn't changed. Right. Uh, there. So and I think they, we've talked about this one for like every couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> for, so how do we fix that? You know, how, how, you know, and, 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 and so now what I'm yeah. doing, I'm going to be hitting it in my newsletter. I'm going to be hitting it in our, you know, I'm just going to be I'm going to hit them five different ways. And it, say, yeah, I guess you have to send them text messages, I guess. <sighs> oh, good idea. There you go. It's just, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. So did you see the the announcement that got put out by uh, by by Scripps uh, about Stitcher? Yeah, they're they're rebranding. Yeah, well, I don't know how much they're rebranding, other than they're rejuggling who's a parent, and who's a who's a child. Um, Stitcher is going to be the parent company of Midroll and the 
Oh, I don't think I read that. I, Earwolf. I, yeah. I so they're so, going to be the parent company? Stitcher. Of, of Midroll and the Earwolf network. So you think about that. So you got ad sales and you got a content network that are now under Stitcher, which is a technology play, right? Mm. It's an app, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, so Stitcher is the one that um, kind of is the company that that is owned by Scripps now. Right. right? right. So so the, they basically made mid-roll and the content network um, kind of like a division of Stitcher. Okay. So, I guess from a stack standpoint, it makes sense to me. It does. It does actually make sense. It's just, I think what it does is it symbolizes a change in how uh, Scripps is looking at this. Um, Meaning they think the tech is actually starting to become more valuable? Right, right. And there's a common thread here. You think about what uh, Panoply just did. Right. That that was a play to say tech is more important as far as in the business. So VCs that are listening out there, investors, uh, I've got a tech package and I've got lots of content. They don't check their email, but... <laughs> well, it's the... I mean, yeah, right. It's the com- combination... And this goes back to the very early days when I, you know, worked for Podcast One. You know, it, it it's the combination of tech and content right. and ad sales together. Yeah, that's a rare play. You don't see yeah. that yeah. that often. And you look at even these guys, and Stitcher is is a listening app. Right. But they but they're still hosting on other platforms. True. Right. So true. they don't have a full technology stack even that, today. That's true. And, and, and if you look at it, very few of these companies have a complete tech stack in combination with a tech, you know, with so, ad sales. So let's, and, so let's just say it content. then. So let's just right. say it then. Who's going to buy Megaphone? I ne- it, it could be a big, it could be a Scripps? big radio group. I mean. Scripps I mean, going to buy it? That's who I'd bet. I, I, I probably wouldn't have speculated that on the show, but yeah, <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> uh, Why not? You know. <laughs> It's not, it's not our money. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, so, you, uh, hey, Rob, you listening? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you start putting these puzzle pieces together right. and uh, they start to make a little bit of sense. I mean, Stitcher is a listening app, right? It's right. got premium content in it. It's got all this stuff. So you think about what's the missing piece mm-hmm. with Stitcher and that's. Uh, a hosting and distribution platform mm-hmm. is what's missing. Dynamic ad insertion, all that stuff is something that they still need. Yeah. Uh-huh. So who knows, right? Re- remarkably, you may be right. Remarkably, you may be right. remarkably, I have all that stuff ready. So, I, well, so do we. <laughs> so, yeah, and and uh, more actually, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a little bit of a sign. I'm of, sorry, you know, folks. You guys are all just like. Grimacing like these guys are just like pitching to be bought on the on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I was, you know, and there's some things that are going on in the industry right now that I think maybe um, maybe indicative of some of these changes from a business perspective. You start thinking but, about how things are going, how the landscape is going to change once everybody gets certified IAB. Right. So here, here's a concern I have. And very few people are worried about the independence. Mm-hmm. 
This Very is, few are worried about them. Do we well, need to be worried about them? Well, they're, it, these are uh, big show, big content name deal plays. Right. They've done nothing. And damn, I, I shouldn't even talk about this. They, they, they're, they're not focusing at all. No one is cares about the other 90%. Well, we do, Todd. We do. Yeah, we do. These guys are, are playing a different game than we're playing. That's right. But the, and that's but, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, first cup of coffee in about two months. Did you go out and get that at a Starbucks or is that? No, is this that is one of those. Cup? This is one of these cups they sell. For, these are, hey, for those of oh, you that are looking for an actual. Hard, it's hard plastic. It's hard plastic. plastic. These cups, right. I've had these for like five years. They're getting a little right. rugged around the edge. Right. Best right. coffee cup going. <laughs> and well, we're not endorsed by Starbucks. And I'm not even, I don't even have Starbucks coffee in here. I have uh, uh, King Rose something. It's a pod. Maybe you should approach Starbucks to sponsor the show, Todd, because we do it so early. I know. Everybody that listens to this show needs to have a cup of coffee that, just to stay awake. That's a fact. Or a Red Bull in the morning. <laughs> now, I've always said Red Bull would be a good, because I shouldn't say this out loud. I quit drinking Red Bull for two or three years. Right. I can't help myself. I'm back to drinking it. I'm drinking the sugar-free, oh, no. though. Yeah, I'm drinking oh, the sugar-free. But I, I don't know. Nothing really Nothing really stacks up. I don't like those big monster ones. That's just too much right. volume. But a little uh, six or eight ounce sugar-free Red Bull, good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I guess we'll see. I don't... I, I, I'm, it's it'll be it's fun to watch everything that's going on and uh, but definitely some people are going to be looking for some jobs content you know what happens to all those shows now you know they were just at an upfront Panoply was announcing their new show and now they make this like boom they drop this turd so <laughs> you know it, it, what it really it, it has to be something to do with an acquisition there's no I know how much money they spent to go to that upfront. Right. They right. wouldn't just abandon that investment. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just a matter of thinking about the pieces of the puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what all of these companies, these larger companies, that's what they think about right. is what pieces are missing. How can they shore up their business models? I mean, in a lot of ways, all, all this activity from this past week is somewhat related to each other right. as far as in overall trends of the industry. But, you know, I did raise the topic and we didn't expand on it cause we got caught up in the Starbucks thing, but, um, was what I believe is, is driving these changes in thinking. And that's, uh, the IAB certification of, uh, podcast metrics. Um, I don't know about you, Todd, but I see on a regular basis, I see a lot of pain happening right now between those that are claiming to be IAB compliant and those that really are, or maybe they're, they're doing their counting. They're still counting differently mm-hmm. than, you know, especially around the 24 hour window, mm-hmm. there's a couple different ways that it can be implemented. And so we're still going to see some differences, some yeah. could be significant differences between platforms and how they're counting. And if a platform, I think some of the platforms are still competing based on, well, we can get you more numbers than the other guy, right? Yeah. And and if you're doing a rolling 24, 
you know, the delta between a rolling 24 and a fixed 24 is very small. So, um, right. it, it doesn't, but, it, but it's different, right? No, so no, barely, barely. My name, that's a little bit, little, little. <laughs> so there must be other factors that are going into this. Um, oh, and we found causing, some, and we found some factors. Sure. We found some factors too, you know, and we've, We've been doing this, this, uh, you know, this audit. As a matter of fact, I, I think we're be done next week from everything. It's been a process, two months. You know, a lot of right. stuff that we, they asked some pretty deep questions. We had to go in and really dig in and, you know, so, uh, and all these platforms are going to have to go through that. Right. Right. And I think what's going to end up happening is too, is some things we have discovered during the process is going to require the IB to go back and look at this a third time. There's some stuff. There's a few things that were not absolutely fully, fully, fully defined. Yeah. Fully flushed out that need, need flushing and uh, flushing out. They need to, we need to, you know, close the loop on a, cause there's a little air gap there. And cause we're like, okay, uh, here's A and B, which, which do you want? So what's, right. what's going to end up happening folks is that all these certifications are going to come with disclosures. So there's going to be disclosures to, here's the certification for this. Here's a certification for that, but here is a disclosure to go along with it. Right. You know, and it's it, there's not going to be this. No one is going to end up with a pure yes. I'm certified with ABC, and no disclosures. There's going to be disclosures for every company. Is going to have to give right disclosures. Now, does that mean the end number is different? We hope not. But what it really is going to say is this is why there's a deviation, or this is why there is process different, or take this into account, that type of a, uh, a disclosure. So it's good. It's going to be good for the space. Um, right. It, it really, really is. I mean, are, but are we still going to come out of this process with differences between platforms and numbers wise? Yeah. Mm, that is yet to be told. And that's what we're doing now is we're, we're in the process where they, said okay well they didn't tell us um they did a test against specific episodes on specific shows on specific networks and they said okay give me the log files for that 24 hours right and then they're going to go back where well, they've went back and they're digging through that data and then they're going to come into our system and they're going to say okay let's load it up and let's see what we got and what you got using all the rules right and so that is the big reveal. That's, that's what we deal with next week, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's just, there's lots of little things that can cause um, a wrench in the monkey works. As an example, <clears throat> CDNs making changes to log files without notification of the hosting provider. They don't, if you have the customer, if they make a change mm -hmm. to the format of a log file yeah. and you don't catch it. Right. You can end up with some problems. So 
there are auditing, self-auditing criteria now that we've implemented just because they said, well, what happens if your CDN changes this? And we're like, well, they won't. But they said, well, what if they do? Right. And we're like, well, they're not going to. Well, doesn't matter that they're not going to. What if they do? <laughs> right, right. Because they just might. Well, they right? just might. And we're like, oh, right. okay. And, right. and and then they're like, show me your audit routine. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, let me build that. You know, really. And that's yeah. what it literally came to. Because there was some stuff that we would have just arbitrarily said, they're never going to change that. But um, they well, can't. Todd, and one other thing that I've I heard pop up um, is that some of the hosting platforms are claiming that they can they can more accurately parse large group IP calls on on podcasts, so they can sort it inside of, so they can identify um, group IP oh, differences. <laughs> And yeah, I, no, I know, I know, but some are claiming that, and it makes me wonder if, if that's why we're going to continue to see, because I don't know if the IEB spec, and I, I didn't look at this, um, it, covers, it, it covers, covers that. It, it covers does. multiple of the IP, it has rules for right. you have to whitelist group IPs and you, okay. So they say that Rob, when it comes to certification, prove it. Right. And the, I, because I, this particular platform that is making this claim has huge difference, a lot higher numbers than the numbers that well, they're going to have paired against Spreaker's platform. They're going to have to yeah. prove. Right. They're going to have to prove that they can detect those group IPs. Right. First of all, first of all, I I call beep beep right off the bat because. I've looked, we've looked at data, whereas, and this is not hard. Anyone that can get a hold of their hosting log files, this is simple. I'm just, here's, here's what I would like you to do. <laughs> um, <clears throat> pick an IP, any P, IP for, let's say a week. Just take a week's worth of data. Pick any IP that downloaded a specific episode. And then look for that IP again later in the log files. Right. Now, you have to be careful because you're going to have to do some sorting, but you're going to have to group out if you're getting uh, the, the, uh, the byte serving. If they've served it by chunks, you're going to have four, five, six different log entries there. And you're going to have some codes that are going to tell you whether or not that file completely delivered or not. But you right. take that IP for a specific episode, a specific and then you right. search over a week, just take a week, and look at how many times you saw that IP for that episode. Episode, And, yeah. and, and do right. that for a thousand. Mm -hmm. And tell me, and then come back. Just, I'm just telling everybody, just do this on your own, and then come back and tell me how many times you saw that IP a second time. Same IP. All right. For that episode. For that episode. Right. And it's grouping stuff. Kiss my butt. Don't. It's. Well, that shouldn't be hard to see in the data. Oh, not hard. This on. is this is yeah. not rocket scientists. It's a right. it's a um, it's 
111.111.111. Whatever the octal is, you know, and you search. It's a simple text search in, you know, five, six, seven days of log files. Right. It's not hard. This is not, this is not rocket scientist. I'm not talking about 24 hours. I'm talking about do a week. So, I mean, Todd, what's the most likely explanation for a network that claims to be IAB compliant? This is pre-certification um, compared to another IAB compliant pre-certification platform. Why there's a 40% difference in downloads. Shouldn't be. So that's my. Shouldn't be. Right. Two, three percent. Right. Typically, you know, if I look at my numbers, I look at Libsyn's numbers, we've typically been two, three percent apart. And this other platform that's claiming all over the place that they're IAB, they're a well-known platform, is 40 percent higher than Spreaker's. Well. Uh, on the same, on the same activity. I'm just, I'm just going to. Processing, there's no substitute. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be careful here because th- I know this is there's this a, is a there's a dis- subject there's here. a discussion yeah. going on right now again about okay I told you about those <clears throat> ABC certifications and right. the disclaimers <laughs> right you're gonna want to pay attention to the disclaimers right because that's going to be where the differences live absolutely right? yeah well not the differences. There might even be offset requirements for certain types of data. Okay. <clears throat> if you're getting your stats this specific way, this is the offset you have to apply to that number to be right. Right. Could hmm. be. Could be. So when you say offsets, that would be more of a, like a... You're like an, num- adjustment, adjustment. an adjustment, adjustment mm-hmm. based on, yeah, but why would you need to have some sort of an adjustment? I can't go into that currently, <clears throat> Rob. I have to, I'm, I'll get shot. So I'll just leave it at that. There, we, we will have to have some, it all depends on how the audit turns out. Again, there are some, there are some concerns of some of the stuff. We're going to probably have to go back to the IEB in the fall and do another round here. Shows are deciding where they're moving to. I mean, I'm, I mean, so you see a lot of shows changing hosts right now, mm-hmm. and a certain d- number of them are changing hosts based on where they can get the the highest numbers. <laughs> well, they're and in for they're in for a rude awakening. Well, yeah, and well, it's also you know you explain to them that this is what's happening in the industry. You're you're bouncing from one host mm-hmm. to another, looking for the best numbers. Um, but at some point that that strategy is going to come crashing down. Right. I, 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 I would hope, you know, that we can level the playing field here and everybody starts competing for audience and not competing right. for the platform for, that right. delivers the, the highest right. numbers. Right. So, which is where we need to be because right now, you know, it doesn't matter how good your, your tools are, your publishing tools, your, your platform is, it's just, What's how's it being counted? Is all that counts. I, I'll be honest. What what the IEB has done is uh, this is pretty incredible, and it is. We're, oh, I think it's, it's great. It's going to be fantastic once we get through these pain points. Right, and there's a lot of people taking haircuts right now. 
that you know in their numbers to say, well, we know that this is happening. But right? it, okay. this is the direction. I'm not going to get caught behind. So am I better off to take the haircut now? Or take the haircut later. Take the haircut now because it's right. ultimately going to help you. Okay, here's the insanity of this. We've said this a hundred times on this show. Right. If you're getting, let's say you're there, let's say the advertiser is ecstatic with your performance right now. Right. And let's say your numbers are 20% high right. and you adjust for 20% down. Yes, you're going to make less money, but the advertiser's going to go, wow. There's an ROI here. <laughs> there's I'm an ROI. Money. There's an yeah. ROI increase. Right. And I may even increase my CPM. All right. Let me write you a bigger check. Right. Right. It's going yeah. to come out in the wash. Right. <laughs> it gets caught up in a little bit of ego. It gets caught up a yeah. little bit in people just thinking that they're going to lose revenue. They may and, lose revenue in the for the first couple months. And, and believe me, if yeah. I have to make an adjustment on my side and right. and, uh, and apply a haircut, right, I'm going to get beat to hell and back. The 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 right. the, the, the podcasters are going to come in, and my poor support team are going to need Prozac. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's and it's not going to get better anytime soon. This is this is a haircut that people are going to be having to take for the next I don't know until everybody gets certified. And my worry is is that even the certification isn't going to eliminate this problem. But, uh, but I guess it gets back to what you were saying earlier about you know you know there is I think we're getting closer to a level playing field. Right, and in 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 the end. That's all we've ever wanted was just a level right. playing field. Right. You know. And, and which means that technology is pretty important to the medium right now. Right. You know, when I have my corporate customers call me or send me an email, I said, hey, we're missing a day's worth of data. Um, I go back and I'm like, yep, something stalled. Let's get it reprocessed. We'll get it caught up. And my corporate customers right. are looking at this data hour by hour day by day, and it's critical to their business decisions. Podcasters are, I'm not fanatical about my numbers at this point because I've been in this space so long, I honestly don't care. Um, I do, but I don't. You know, I take a peek once in a while, or, you know, oh, great. You know, whichever way it's went. Um, Even my personal show at Geek News Central, I've I've had to look because I've looked at the numbers like, yeah, we've leveled out a little bit. It's time to, you know, because I wasn't gaining as many new subscribers as I thought I should be. So I'm like, okay, it's I'm not paying attention enough. Let's I'm time to ramp to, up the marketing a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. On my own side. But, you know, that's what happens when you've done a show for 14 years and you're just grinding. You know, you're grinding them out. But right. so, yeah, so I take a, a, a interest from time to time. but. There's a lot of new podcasters. It's if you drop their numbers 200 on a single episode and they've only got a thousand listeners, that's, that's devastating to the big haircut. Yeah. Right. Big percentage. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, so, uh, believe me, I'm cognizant of haircuts and it's, um, it can be painful for sure. But we've learned a few things going through this audit too. And this audit firm is thorough. They've asked some, some questions I've never asked before. I n- didn't think to ask 
really didn't think to ask. And I, and I, and, and I think Angelo, I'm like, Angelo, that was a pretty good question. He goes, yeah, that, that was. <laughs> <laughs> got you guys' attention. Yeah, I got my yeah. attention. I'm like, what, what does that mean? He says, well, let me work on this a couple of days and let you know. Right, right. You know, and really questions that required him to work a couple of days. And doing right, right. some some uh, alternate analysis, <laughs> right. you know the poor guy. Uh, yeah, and it's also at the same time validated a lot of the stuff that um, we've been doing over the years too. Some some validation. Right. Um, right. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Uh, I I think it's going to be. You know, I think we're going to be one of the first out of the gate here with uh, some some stuff to talk about. And believe me, we're going to be talking about it in the context of here's why, here's the disclaimers, here's what we're what what you can say, what you can't, whole nine yards. But in the end, the certification is the is the goal for all all elements minus the client side reporting because no one's getting that. But this may, this may help uh, Rad a little bit, too. It may help that implementation, but I just see reluctance on app developers to implement Rad. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot about it here recently. Um, but there's been a lot of other stuff going mm -hmm. on, too. All right. So, anyway. Yeah. yeah. But... So <laughs> but auditing, auditing of your own stuff is, uh, if, you, if you're not doing that already, Rob, be prepared. <laughs> right. Well, we're starting down that path of certification here, here as, as we speak. So well, did you get the questionnaire? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't, I, I'm not having to fill it out. Thank goodness. Good one, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The questionnaire, I think, is about 50 questions. Right. And I think it took us two weeks just to answer the 50 questions. It's, it's, it's kind of like a podcast RFP for two podcasts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wait to, wait to uh, have to sit through, uh, oh, something just happened. My audio levels changed. Um, wait to have to sit through uh, 40 hours of code review. <laughs> oh, that's, that sounds sleep inducing. Yes. yes. It's well it, it's actually quite eye opening. I would imagine. Yeah, it is. You you know, because I never looked at the guts of this thing, but to hear uh the the writer and the person that's doing the review walking through step by step, line by line my code and going back and forth and this happens to this because of this and this is what triggers this and this subroutine gets run against this and and yeah, I'm thinking to myself, my God, that many that many lines of code happen in the blink of an eye to check one log entry. And it just to me wow. it, you know, forty hours of code review that walk through each step that basically <laughs> Literally, I'm, I'm not kidding you, 40 hours of code review that really walked you through the steps of what happens with one single log processing. Right, right. And you're just like, holy cow, that really takes that much? Right. So. Hey, so what's your reaction to Spotify putting out a 
a web player <laughs> a web player embed that the podcasters can put into their website anybody using it yet i don't know but i think it's it's interesting that they would take that step so they're if you think about you know a lot of these podcasts that you know spotify is hosting their mm-hmm. content right so <laughs> They're bypassing their their own hosts. Right. And they're not getting any stats from that player. Right. Well, they're getting the Spotify. I don't even know how that's being reported back in the Spotify stats. Right. Oh, Spotify, Spotify. Yeah. Uh, it's It's just another way that they, yeah. It's just how big companies like that behave. They're trying to get in the middle of everything. I think podcasters just, you know, be forewarned that if you do that, if you run their player, then, you know, you, you may not be getting paid on some of those plays if you're running advertising. Well, it appears that there is a discrepancy going on between the haves and the have nots when it comes to Spotify. You know, there's, there's definitely speculation. Some of it is confirmed that there's certain shows or networks that are allowed to pass through Spotify and other ones not. Well, so I haven't went back to Spotify in this topic. I think I'm going to have to drop an email this weekend and said, Hey, can we, what can we do? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do, do the same. I believe. Yeah. I think it's, it's time to kind of put our foot down on this a little bit. Well, I, and I'm not going to put my foot down to the point where they, get angry no. because no, 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 it, no, it's not that it's more, more just encouraging let, them. Let them know what, what is going on here mm-hmm. and how it's not fair. Right. So and not everything in life has to be fair, but you know, so, so just so everybody realizes what's going on. If you don't understand what we say by pass through, uh, Spotify caches your media, right? They grab the copy off us and then they, they do whatever they do to it. Most podcasts are doing that. It appears that they're making exceptions for big content networks. And I did get uh, some people to give me some feedback that they are hearing ads in between podcast content. So I haven't personally heard it, but I've been told. And if anyone, please, if you hear an ad in between two podcast episodes, you're playing back to back. If you hear an ad in between episodes, I really want to hear about that. Uh, you know, tell me who the advertiser was. Tell me the shows if you can. That's good information for us to have internally. Right. But I think that's should we if if it's true, we shouldn't be surprised that probably is the price of admission over there. Yeah, and no one has ever said they wouldn't. But again, I don't. I don't have. I have third party. On this, not I. I haven't heard it myself, largely because I don't use the Spotify app to listen to podcasts. Right. I did hear from one big network that that they are passed through. That was that was a requirement oh. of the deal. Yeah. Oh, so they so it is confirmed there, Mister. Well, it it may <laughs> not be uh, for every network oh. that's going into there. I. I haven't gotten confirmation that every single one of the ones that have been announced are on that. But my assumption is based on the first one that I heard about is if you look at it, most of these bigger networks are taking advantage of dynamic in various degrees. Right. And dynamic 
doesn't work. And a lot of these big networks won't do a deal with Spotify for distribution if they're blocked from their monetization. So Addie says here that uh, James found out that without logging into spot into a Spotify account, listeners only get a preview of the first 30 seconds of the podcast on their embedded player. Oh, wow. Wow. So you have to be logged in. How does that work? How can you be logged? Spotify is a podcast I mean, it's it's an app on your mobile phone, so I guess you can log into Spotify on your desktop. Uh, yeah, I, you can get a desktop app for Spotify. So, yeah. so you have to be that's goes against the normal use case of Spotify. Sorry, at least in my opinion, because I I think of Spotify on your mobile device. But if you're going to have the web, wow! So if you have the web player on your website, if you don't, if the if the listener doesn't log in, they only get thirty seconds. <laughs> Talk about a horrible experience. Well, they're yeah, well. They get they, me started on that. They right? want they want know. listeners to go to Spotify. Is what they want, right? Exactly. And drive it's them sampling. away from podcasts. Please don't do this. It's sampling. It's sampling on your own dot com. That's where you want them to start. Yes, you want them to go out and get subscribed on whatever app of choice. But right. you don't want them sampling on your website. <laughs> My God, that's the last thing you want. You want them to listen to the whole show. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Todd, what will or what can happen will likely happen in this medium. So that's like point. that's like me. Let's just just use an analogy here. That's like, uh, okay, someone's using Blueberry for or or Spreaker. They right. put the embed on their websites. They the listener comes in, clicks play, and in thirty seconds, a little pop up comes in, and says, "Log into Blueberry.com to finish listening to the show." Can you imagine the outrage? Can I would, I would be, <laughs> I would be drawn and quartered. <laughs> But it's Spotify, Todd. I would be drawn and quartered if that happened. It's, but it's Spotify, Todd. So. Okay. This. (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah. This show, by the way, everyone that's listening, this show. Whoa. What was that? I'm getting feedback somewhere. Oh. For me? Oh, that was weird. We're, we're being tapped. It's good now. Did anybody hear that? That was weird. Um, phone's not close. It was some sort of... Anyway, it's it's gone. Now I lost my train of thought here. It's basically drawn and quartered. What else was I going to talk about? But I guess it doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter, but oh, oh, I was going to say, by the way, folks, this show is, is at newmediashow.com. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> and yes, you can subscribe to the show at newmediashow.com. That's right. It's, it's still available on Apple Podcasts. And, and, and the Twitter account is N, NMS Podcast. Right, right. I, I right. couldn't get new yeah. media. Someone else yeah. had gotten it. But, yeah. hmm. Hold on to your show because <laughs> these big platforms are coming after you. They're going to take take your content to limit access and drive that audience to their platform. Right. 
Hey, just as a little bit of self pitching, we've got a new a new voice at uh, at Blueberry Rob. I've uh, the our blogger that we've had on staff uh, on the team for a number of years. She um, got just absolutely crushed with her business was growing. Her podcasting business was growing, and um, and we were looking to make some changes anyway. So. It worked out for both of us. We got a new voice uh, on the blog, so wow. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens here. the The individual's first article went out uh, on Wednesday, so uh, if you notice a, a change in tone at PowerPressPodcast.com, it's because we've got a new writer. Um, oh, so I think uh, I'm kind of excited to see how this. Cause I don't really dictate the voice. I let them. We give them the topic, and I do maybe a little bit of editing and. Then the articles right. go up. Right. So, uh, and also we still got a job announcement out there. I'm looking for someone in Columbus. I'm looking for a de- developer assistant, but it's more of an assistant type role. Be right. per- perfect for someone that's uh, looking to get their foot in the door in podcasting. Right. I know you guys are hiring too, right? Yep. Well, I think we've done most of the, most of the hiring so far. Okay. They're just all coming on board. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, Periscope Audio and w- yeah. what you're finding with that. Well, matter of fact, it's so what they did, what Twitter did was made it available so you could go. Well, the, there's live audio now on Twitter. Right. To me, um, if you're on a mobile phone, and you're interacting with it. I, I don't know if live audio makes as much sense, you know, because Twitter's got NFL football and basketball. Yeah. And I, I think that the live video is much more compelling, but they did try to implement or they have implemented live audio. So to me, I, I don't know. I, I just, it, it doesn't sound as compelling to me. You know, we've done Shoutcast streaming here before, and right. and I still have a Shoutcast. I'm still able to live stream across multiple platforms at the same time. Uh, you know, twenty some platforms I can live, you know, live audio stream to, and they're more, you know, they're more aligned with that kind of content and people looking for it. I, I just, right. I don't know. I don't know what I think about this whole live audio bit on on Twitter and really I have no way to do it here currently. I can do live video. I think now on Twitter, I think I've got that pretty much figured out, but would people listen to this show if we're just doing audio only on Twitter? Uh, so y- you can do live video on Twitter. I think I, I think, well, it's through Periscope. I- right. I'm still learning this out. Matter of fact, I've got a, a producer page turned up on uh, Periscope right now, and it's a standard. For those of you that know what RTMP is, right. it's an it's a standard RTMP feed, and this is all set up at uh, PSCP.TV, which is Periscope TV. But apparently, it links back through to your Twitter account. I again, I haven't. I just need to do some test. Um, I haven't done it yet. Maybe I'll have time to do it today, but. Uh, far as i can tell on the twitter side for the audio you have to do it through the twitter app you can't 
I don't think there's any way to do audio only. Unless if someone's figured this out, um, Eileen says, when you go live on Twitter Periscope, you can go back and forth between audio and video. Hmm. You can go back and forth. What does that mean? Well, I guess you can just send audio only, but if I'm sending from the TriCaster, I'm sending video and audio. I just need to play with it. I need to get a stream up, run it and see what happens. But I've never done just an audio only stream out of the TriCaster using RTMP. If you're using RTMP, that is a video audio format. Right. It's, right. So it's a transport protocol. Real time. What is what does RTMP stand for? I think uh, it's a real real time, time protocol. messaging protocol. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and that's what most stuff uses to get into YouTube or you know into right. Facebook. It's RTMP stream. Right. Eileen says if you open the Twitter mobile app, you'll see that you can go live. Audio or video, the same way you can go live on Periscope. I don't want to do a, um, I don't want to do from the phone. To me, that's non-compelling whatsoever, just to do audio via the phone and be live. You know, it, it's going to sound like crap. I just, I, I don't think it's going to be that compelling. Oh, you can only do audio from mobile. So I guess if you're right. going to use Periscope, it's going to push video. So right. it's half-baked at this point, I guess. But you don't get an RSS feed, you know. No, it's just, it feels like it's Twitter pushing into being able to compete directly with, um, with Facebook and, and, well, and Facebook too. So if they can get more live content going. Mm -hmm. But live audio, you know, and, I don't think people do a lot of live audio on their app. I don't know. You guys have more experience in that, Rob, than we yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I see, most people listen to live audio on their desktop computers. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's certainly available on, on mobile and you can, you can plug it into your car when you're driving or whatever, but it is kind of like a, you know, it's a convenience thing. People have to schedule it, and it has to be something you get into a to a routine with. Um, I do a live show every week myself, um, live audio only, and it doesn't get a huge amount of live listeners, but it gets a good, solid stable of people that come back every week. So, and they comment and they participate in the in, in the show itself, and um, there's there's a place for it, no question, in building a show. Eileen says, it's, you would not do this replace podcast. It's just another way to post some content on Twitter and maybe start up a conversation. I, I don't know. I just, I go to Twitter to read text. I don't necessarily, to me, it's like, it's a, it's a stream. I can look at it. It's right. not something that I'm, you know, oftentimes I can't play. You know, you, you think about well, appropriateness. Yeah. I mean, Facebook had to deal with this too, with the, with the live video they were doing, they eventually had to create a pop-up, right. That would, if you scrolled off of, if you scrolled through your wall, that video you were watching right, it would moves pop over. up to the corner, right. And yeah. it would continue playing. I don't know if In the live video the, does that. The, the same. Yeah. The video uploads to that. I don't know about the live video. If you guys scroll off this page, does the live video, I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
But that's that's the key to making that work because people like to scroll their their walls and look mm-hmm. at current posts. And Rick if says they happen to be listening to something, then then it might work. Yeah, Rick says I could use I could see a use for this as a way to promote a podcast episode. Well, that's probably true too. Right. So yeah, I guess any way you can promote is good, right? Right. And if you can get somebody listening to your show while they're scrolling through their wall, reading other posts, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a use case for that. It's, you know, it's the same thing that Facebook is doing. Yeah. So the folks on, uh, on YouTube live say use OBS and Periscope producer to stream live on Twitter. Well, it's, I I have a TriCaster. So, um, but OBS for those folks, OBS is a great little live streaming platform. It's, don't need too much hardware to run it. Someone says any in, any inside info regarding the Joe Budden podcast. I don't even know who that is. Joe Budden. Yeah, I've never heard of that. There's the Joe Rogan, which sounds similar to that. Oh, Joe Budden. I know what they're talking about. The Tesla. <clears throat> to- that's okay. That was oh, that was that was cute. Oh, oh. That was cute. The that's- the budding. Budding of, of Elon Musk. Yes. Yeah, Elon Musk. Uh, having... We didn't talk about that, did we? No. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I I think that my team would. Uh, of course, I'm I'm a nerd. I'm well. I'm like no. I'm 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 a square. You know, right. 25 years of uh, having to piss on demand for drug testing. I, I've never <laughs> partaked. Uh, never. I've never smoked a joint. So I figured. Uh, alcohol is big enough uh, deterrent to my health. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I and I don't care if people do or don't. It's not not my business. I'm not a prude. But you know, I, it definitely got people talking. Their stock went down for a little bit because of it. So you can tell that some people didn't approve of right. him of him smoking weed on on a show. But you know, it's a, definitely a way to get some attention. I, I wonder what the downloads on that show were. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Joe was, was licking his chops on that one. It's like, Elon, keep smoking there, and, sir. And I guess, does Joe Rogan smoke weed on his show on a regular basis? I I don't listen to his show on a regular basis, yeah. I can tell you that. But. So I, I just wonder, though, um, what the advertisers say. We'll have to look and see if it if they're advertisers. Because things, everything's pretty progressive now. People aren't freaking out about people smoking weed as much as you know, 10 years ago, if they'd have been smoking weed on the show, we'd have probably lost every advertisee had, but the, right. the perceptions have shifted, right? Yeah. Well, there's certainly a <laughs> lot of states where it's legal now. Right. That's right. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, Skype got, uh, got the ability to record. Did you see, see this? Oh, I haven't, uh, I've heard about it, but, and I know there's some upgrades coming in. Their NDI right. implementation is good, but. Well, that's cool. So some people are going to be able to record on Skype. That's nice. Yeah. So the, Microsoft has been pushing updates mm-hmm. um, to to folks, and um, you're going to be able to record audio and video um, conference calls. Uh, it says here. Let's see. Um, you're going to be able to. Let's see. Someone shares their desktop screen during a call. That'll be included in the recording. Uh, what, once you stop recording, end the call, or leave the group call, the recording will stop, and the final call recording will be posted on your behalf in the Skype chat 
in which the call took place. The Skype call recording will be available in your chat for 30 days. Uh, you can download and save the recording locally at any time during the 30 days, but it sounds like it'll go away after 30 days. Oh, so, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Also here in the, and I'm, I need to be watching YouTube chat more as well. I always seem to be paying attention mostly to Facebook chat, but earlier in the uh, show, Matt says same problem radio. The smaller clients always eat up your time by being needy. And then the uh, radio Inc folks says, uh, yeah, I was shaking my head. Yes. When Todd was telling a story about smaller accounts. So I'm glad I'm not the only, <laughs> the only one that has that problem. Right. It's, it's right. interesting. It's uh, that same in radio. So I was able to yeah. scroll up. So ignore my my comment and chat. Well, going back right. to Skype then. So, you know, it, it continue to have people that are complaining about Skype and having trouble and losing recordings. I, I guess we've been lucky here. And I think for anyone that's listening, the key to the success and, you know, we've had dropouts and like today we had some noise, but for the most part, about 95% of the time, we're pretty good on Skype. Right. I don't have any big issues with Skype on a regular basis and I use it all the time. Yeah. So, so, but the key to the success of this show and using Skype is the, both Skype channels are on independent computers. Right. That's, that's their sole job in life. They're a Mac mini and that's it. And you don't need a Mac mini. You can run a, a windows laptop or whatever. Right. And I take the, uh, the audio out. I take straight out of the, the headphone out jack. Right. I, I run it through a line leveler because there's a those are not matched ohm wise, and it's a technical term to the mixer, and I go right out of that into a standard input, and then I feed the mic in on the Mac Mini with a mix minus output, so that Rob can hear me, I can hear him, and it isn't there isn't this uh, crosstalk going on. So right. Um, it's worked well for years. As a matter of fact, I get very nervous when I have to go down there and touch any cables. <laughs> that stuff collects. You bump it the wrong way, it, right? It collects it dust. It gets very dirty down there. Right. So, and it's, uh, and that's, it's the dust that holds it together, Todd. Right. You can't just stir right. the dust. I mean, you get dust in here in Hawaii. Is the red dirt. You, get, you know you know that when you touch the, the, the injack and you come back with a little bit of red dirt on your hands, you know that you've got a good crust. You know, right, corrosion right. control around the plug. That's right. <laughs> Keeps that connection solid there, Todd. But, you it know, holds it together. the yeah. Mac Mini on the bottom failed, and I had to replace it. Um, so that one is actually a newer model than yours. So, um, I've been holding out. I didn't want to buy another Mac mini cause I heard they're coming out with a pro edition. If they oh. come up with a pro edition, then I, I can dual use some of these, some of this hardware, but, <laughs> but that Mac mini was, Mac mini was in there seven years. Yeah. So that's doesn't, you don't need new hardware. All right. All right. So. <laughs> So anyway, this is a feature within Skype that, uh, you know, many have been asking for for many years. I know I tried to ask it of the Skype team when I was working for Microsoft because yeah. I kept hearing people complain, you know, how do I record my whatever in Skype, you know, and it's and it's been an ongoing need in the market. Um, plus, I'm I'm hearing more people with a desire to take listener callers more and more. Mm. Um and, but maybe it's because of the kind of platform that I'm on True. with, I don't know, with Spreaker. 
for that you get a lot more listeners, you know, engaging with the show. It'd be cool if we could take, you know, like one of our commenters in the thread here and they could call into the show and join us for a couple minutes or something right. to talk about a topic. That would be kind of cool to have. Yeah. We're getting a little tip tap again. I'm getting a feedback. What's going on? Huh? I don't have, I, it sounds like a phone and I don't have a phone close to the mic. Um, for those of you that use Wirecast, right. so this is something to think about too. So Skype has a, a version that has an NDI source. Right. And this is pretty remarkable. You don't need no cables. It's just um, purely IP based. I'll switch right. to that at some point. But right. I, as a matter of fact, the video, the video that's Rob's screen and you guys are seeing right there, that's a, actually an IP video feed to the TriCaster. That's really not hardwired. That's not an SDI. That's not HDMI. That's NDI. But at some point, I don't, won't even need a converter box i'll just turn skype on long as it's on the same network it will connect to the tricaster or connect to wirecast now the only reason i haven't done it is because rob i bring you in on another network i bring you in in another internet connection you're on um the slower pipe of the two and then the tricaster is uh, it's streaming to youtube is on uh the faster connection sure well that's because you're sending out to multiple distribution points yeah and when you're live, I don't stream to live stream because the live stream stream typically goes over your connection. So I have to, even though I've got 20, a thousand down, 20 up or 30 up, even if I try to push to three sources at once, things get weird. So at some point I probably have to employ one of those services where I push to one and they distribute to many, but I just haven't had to because trying to, it, you know, it's, it's dollars you know to do that right and right now it's just the internet connection doesn't cost me any more than but it's amazing the amount of gear i have in my drawer over here that i had to buy from years before the number of black magic converters and all that stuff that's been purely eliminated because this camera is an ndi camera as well and it's just got a land cable that plugs into my switch and that's the only that's what it powers it and everything i don't have power cable anything hooked to it so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But, you know, all this stuff comes at a price. But Wirecast yeah. has made some good updates. Um, I was looking at version 8 here this week and what they've done there. But OBS, yeah. another option for free. And I think OBS actually supports NDI too. So, anyway, we've gotten geeky here near the end. Yeah, we did. Uh, someone says, I think zoom is better than Skype. I'll be honest with you. Thousands of interviews on this Skype connection and I have not lost, um, and a recording because we've had sometimes some bad connections, but I've never lost a recording because of Skype. Skype could crash and my, my recording is still good. Yeah. Well that, and I think that the video quality is really, really good on Mm -hmm. Skype still. So I think that's that's what's important for us. Yeah, a lot of podcasters do don't do video; they just do audio. As a matter of fact, right. when Mike Dell and uh, Mike Dell and I do the every other week, we do your podcast. One of the shows that we do at PowerPressPodcast.com is he just comes in audio only, and I keep finding myself looking because I can see you by just turning my head a little bit. I can't see the monitor, but I can see over here on this monitor. Right. I keep turning myself to look at 
you or look at Mike and he's not there. It's just a black screen. So for me, it's just a little weird. Yeah. So Todd, so how do you think uh, Google Podcasts is doing in the market now? It's been a, it's been a couple months. You know, I need to um, I need to ask Angelo to pull the data and see what we're seeing. Are you, what have you guys pulled any numbers? I'm not seeing a lot of activity yet with what they're doing, and I know that, that they announced a new app that they were I mean kind of announced or leaked or right, right. whatever it was. On, yeah, yeah, that they're working on a new app. Um, it, it does kind of feel like those guys are kind of like throwing stuff against but, the wall. But just, but just remember, Rob, you know, when we introduced subscribe on Android, it took, uh, it took a long time. It took us a couple yeah. of years to start seeing shows, right? right. Yeah. You know, right. To make a, you know, to make a dent and right. y- y- you would hope that they're over there watching it and seeing what's going on. And now I got this light coming in through the window. Um. It's that time of year where the earth has shifted just enough where it's, it gets me at this time of the show. I've only got about six minutes left. So I apologize for the brightness. Maybe I'll put you on the screen, Rob. Um, I think, you know, it took us a, a number of years to uh, um, see, see in it, you know, now we see people that have been using subscribe on Android for two, three years. We see, you know, a good spread, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12% difference between those that do and those that don't. And right. there's, and I'm still, and I, I responded to a Twitter thread the other day where a guy said, oh, I just found this. This is wonderful. And I'm, so I kind of like, yeah, we gave this podcasting community about four years ago, but the rest of the hosting providers have uh, snubbed it because it came from Blueberry. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So a little, little dig there, Rob. You guys snubbed subscribe on Android. <laughs> That was a little jab. Thank you, sir. Little jab. You know, Thank you, sir. Stick the knife in, lean in. I did. I did recommend that we need to support you in uh, your efforts. You know. You know. Well, it's not my efforts. Make sure that it's, you're, you're, you know, you're well supported on, <laughs> on your existence in this world. It's not you're supporting me. We're supporting the podcasters. Android. I know you. We are. gave I'm this to the you community. A hard time. <laughs> Giving you a hard time. Um, yeah, so some of the numbers that I'm hearing or seeing come out about Google Podcasts adoption, and, and this was like more in the kind of in the July time frame or what, whatever, July. It was very early in the rolling out. It's, it looks like for most platforms, you know, even like Lipson or whatever, it's around 1% of all downloads they're seeing off of Google Podcasts. Well, that's still good. I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, it's it, it's still kind of early. Others are showing less than one percent. Um, but may, actually, most of the other ones are showing less than one percent. Maybe it, it's down as low as maybe like half a percent. Um, and Google Podcast doesn't auto download either, so that will also hurt it when it comes to to um, getting the full exposure that most podcast listening apps have fundamentally we know why right fundamentally yeah. it's not a native app on android right until it's a native app on android and delivered with the operating system that makes the oems take it until then it's our jobs to promote android and how to subscribe yeah when I show, when I, and this is a big thing now, when I'm going around and talking with podcasters, the first thing I ask them is, says, are you promoting Android on your show? And if they say no, I break out my Samsung Galaxy S8. I said, have you seen this? 
and I just right. have them, and I have New Media Show and Geek News Central as two. I don't know what do you what do you call those? Audience, help me. Icons, uh, app buttons. What what are we, what is the actual token name for for a button that's the launching? Is there, is there a specific? I think it would be app icon. The well. app icon. So I show the right. app icon. I click on it, and it loads, and their eyes get big. Whoa. They say, how did you do that? And I'm like, okay, let me show you. And it's really not that hard. It's but, not hard, but you, right. until they see it, they don't get it. Right, exactly. It, which is what I mentioned last week's show about most podcasters are on iOS. Right. So they're not going to see it yep. until Google makes that visible in iOS somehow. So, so in all honesty, you know, if you want your show to grow, go out and buy a cheap Android tablet. I bought all my team, all my team members have Android tablets now, every one of them, so that they know how this, because I've got a mixed house too. I've got some guys on Android, some, you know, some of the team on iOS, back and forth. Yeah. And but, more podcasts need to put the Google podcast badge on their website. Um, <laughs> mention it, right? Just the basics. We get back to the basics. Yeah. Um, it does, you know. It is about the basics, yeah. right? Yeah. People people in this industry get very focused on iOS, right? And Apple. And now Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. But there's but, a lot of Android users that are not listening to podcasts yet. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. But Google can help us with this, you know? And as someone said here in the chat, we should have Zach back on. And uh, maybe we should, maybe we should reach out to Zach and see if he's willing to come back on the show. But I'm hoping that, you know, the end point, the goal, the end goal, let me see if I can bring this up on, you know, the end goal for those of you watching is I'm on google.com. The end goal is, says all videos, image, news, shopping, more. If we could just get audio stuck in between videos and images. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I mean, that would be, that would be the place that there would be, that's where they can make an impact. But I, I can only imagine the political discussion going in, going on within Google to make that happen. You know, that's, right. Right. you it's know, about if, priorities, it's about priorities. Well, it, you know, if, if they put that on there, yes. you'll know they're serious. And if if they don't, then maybe there won't be as much impact as they thought. But they're talking big, you know. They talk big. They want to they want to double the space or triple the space, right? So that's going to take the you know the Google muscle a little bit more muscle to start promoting, you know, and helping use the the you know the eight thousand pound gorilla here. I don't see any kind of um, really aggressive approach in the market at all from, from no, Google right now. No, I don't. So e even even from a community standpoint, I think most of their efforts that we've seen up to this point have been, you know, Zach coming on this show and and the the kind of keynote panel thing that they did at Podcast Movement. And other than that, that's basically been <laughs> what they've done, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Um, it needs to get beyond this a little bit. 
And I guess podcasters just need to continue to remember that, uh, you know, 50% of their audience is not on iOS. So right. I, so I did, uh, or I am going to make the jump. I'm going to buy the iOS 10 S max. So I'm going to get, Oh, you are going to yeah. get that, that gigantic thing. Yes. I, it's not like I'm already on a seven plus the size is not different. So is it, what six point four? They just I think is the size six point. Yeah, but they just use more of the screen. So I'm. Yeah, oh, it's not physically. Much I don't bigger. think it's figure. Fi, uh, yeah, physically much bigger. So you know, for me, it's just more glass. More, and it's famous. In my my prior life, it, we always had this um, saying in the office. It was more glass is better. You know, so uh, right. You think about our screens and everything, of course. Thousand dollar phone. Well, it in the configuration I'm going to get, I think eleven ninety nine. Wow! <laughs> so you're getting the one that has the massive amount of uh, storage in it. Yeah, right? two, I'm going to go with two fifty six. Yeah, two fifty six. Yeah, I won't go to five twelve. I don't need five hundred twelve. That is a lot of storage for a phone. Those, I mean, is that? I mean, I think that's the direction we're going. I was really impressed. Um, by the, the the Apple Watch. Oh, that you know. Matter of fact, I was uh, promoting internally here with my kids. I was like, and the sun is getting really bright. I I, I apologize every once in a while. The uh, I was I was telling uh, my kids, hey, I've got a Series Three for sale. Anybody want to buy my Series Three? <laughs> Todd with his hand me downs. <laughs> well, I you know, and what's stupid? I, I I and I haven't had the Series Three that long. My wife wanted a Series Three earlier in the right, year. Right. Right. And I was on a series two and I wasn't even thinking, I'm like, yeah, we'll just both get series three. And I, we bought two and then I'm like kicking myself. Cause I've got a, cause I already sold the series two and one right. of them already bought a series one. So I've got a kid walking with a series one, one walking with a series two. Now I got a right. series three and I don't think I've got a buyer. So I'm probably going to put it on eBay and, and price it to sell. <laughs> right. And they but, get Get the new one? Is that, that what you're going to oh, get? Oh, that four. I have to, luckily, Raw Voice buys my iPhone, but I'll have to buy my own um, watch. A watch. Yeah. yeah, but uh, that ECG, the ability with that new face. I don't know if the face is going to be bigger on, we'll have to wait until the update comes well, out. Well, it's 32% bigger screen. Yeah. Or 35%. I guess there's two models, but. So. And and all the new health features, if, you know. It, let's let's think about this from a old dude perspective. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that word on on here. Okay, so you know we 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 you know I I'm I'm closer to uh, uh, to sixty than I am to twenty. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> so. But it's all right, Todd. We won't hold well, it again. Let's let's be practical, though. And I, I know we're 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 late here, but ladies and gentlemen, um, you go to a if you have anybody that's elderly, you go to, and if someone is in a care home, you go into a care home and it's full of women. The guys are all dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding you. It's like ninety percent women, ten percent guys. You go to any care home in America, it's it's the the guys are dead and buried. Right. So how are we dying? We, we stroke out, we have heart attacks. We, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's just women live longer. Right. 
Right. So with this, um, with these features coming into the the Apple Watch, you know, if I'm having some sort of arrhythmia or something that's going on, you know, the, as these smart as these phones get uh, watches get smarter, they could actually save lives and extend life expectancy. Right. If we pay attention. You know, I, you still have. I just wonder where this is all going. I mean, I mean, you see what's happening to the phones; they're mm-hmm. getting bigger um, and more powerful. The watches are getting uh, a little bigger and more powerful. Um, you know, are we going to see? Do you think we're we're going to see a time where where the watch kind of replaces the need for a no, phone? No, no way, no, never, no, never. No. It's a health, I use, I don't know how everybody else is using the, their Apple watch for, but I use it for health in the gym. I use yeah. it. I'm sitting here and it'll tell me if my heartbeats got up, I'll, I'll get up and walk around. Uh, I use it for my fitness tracking. Yeah. I'll look at it when I'm getting a message or if I'm in the gym and I li- I want to listen to Apple music or whatever, I'll use that instead of the phone. But, but it, Todd, what if this becomes your, your large screen yeah, interface. Good luck. Yeah, you know, we'll see what happens in 10 years. Right? Yeah. It, so you combine that with a very powerful watch yeah. and you're uh you're not needing a phone anymore. But no one likes to wear glasses. Everyone wears contacts. But everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> I the- I wear glasses specifically because I'm 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 a I'm weak. I can't stick stuff in my eyeballs. I just can't do contacts. I've tried it. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. I, you I, know, I don't like it either. Yeah. You know, so just, you know, and I, I don't like snakes either. So I think there's a correlation there. You know, <laughs> eyeballs are slimy and snakes are slimy. It's, it's no, thank, no, thank you. <laughs> just a phobia, right? It is. It's a phobia. You know, some people, you know, are just terrified of clowns too, right? <laughs> I doesn't I don't think I don't know if that translates to wearing contacts, but <laughs> and I'm so, and I'm yeah. not a lacy candidate. If I was a lacy candidate, I would be in and you know, I would pay the money in in, in a heartbeat. Right. To right. get that done, the six thousand dollars or whatever it is to cost to get LASIK or PKG or whatever these new procedures are. All right. Well Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're talking health, but I think the Apple Watch, I'm more excited about the Apple Watch than I am about the phone. Yeah, and it's and now the Apple Watch makes a direct connection too, right? Right. So right. you don't even have to have your phone with mm-hmm. you to use the watch. Yep. It always surprises me when my watch rings. That that always weirds me out a little bit. Huh? Dick, Dick Tracy. True. And usually what I am do is I'm, I'm, and I usually be like, and I feel so weird. Uh, I, I have to call you back and I talk real low. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on my phone. I can't hear you cause I don't have my, my earbuds in. I'll, I'll call you back. Click. You know, that's what I do with the responses on the phone. Right. Right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, love to hear your feedback. I guess we're here next week. I'm here. You're here. Uh, so far. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you know. All right, unless something changes. Right. So, so big, okay. big week coming up, obviously, but everyone keep cranking out content, doing that marketing. And we'll see, maybe we can get uh, 
James on again, but if they haven't announced anything, maybe there's nothing really to talk about, but we don't want to get him on here and bad dream and says this, you're not at 1% yet. <laughs> well, actually my next target for trying to get on the show would be, um, the fellow from Spotify. Oh, but, but I did invite a couple of other people that might be interesting guests okay. as well. All right. So we shall see. Everyone uh, f- continue to feed us gossip. And we, we uh, knew about some moves and personnel before it become public knowledge. So um, keep feeding us. Those of you on the East Coast that have the heartbeat of what's going on in New York City and those of you that are uh, embedded in different places, uh, be, uh, our, be our eyes and ears and feed us what you can. And we don't want you to get fired. We'll keep your information confidential. That's right. And we'll, we'll, we'll get it out to the industry if it's something that the industry needs to know about. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are your, uh, we are your way to get stuff on the street. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyway, thanks for uh, listening. I'm Todd at blueberry.com or at geek news on Twitter. Uh, I'm also um, at uh, Rob Greenlee on Twitter and then uh, Rob at Spreaker.com this week. So, <laughs> And uh, don't forget that uh, International Podcast Day is coming on September 30th. Going to be a whole host of uh, stuff going on around International Podcast Day. So it starts on the 29th, wraps up on the 30th. Again, internationalpodcastday.com. So, and your uh, business tax returns are due on Monday. If you had an extension. Oh, okay. If you ha- did you have an extension, Rob? Of course. <laughs> I, oh no, I, I'm, I'm kind of anal about that. I, I've been through too many IRS audits. My, my stuff gets in on time. I don't want to be, I don't want to get. Oh no, me. it's, it, it's going to be in on time. Oh yeah. Just, but you uh, filed your. off of an extension. <laughs> That's right. And then October 15th is if you file an extension, you got to file your, uh, your personal taxes, your 1040 too. So just, just a little, you know. Rob, there's this cool thing. There's these cool people that go to school. They're uh, yeah. called CPAs. They're amazing. <laughs> I don't know about the the term. They're cool people. I'm not sure that that necessarily. When it comes to the IRS, graceful, but they're not. Cool. No, when it comes to the IRS and making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do, CPAs, in my opinion, are cool. <laughs> uh, my dad is an accountant, and he does that profession i know dan dan franks is a cpa he does that stuff too yeah. you know the founder of podcast movement he's not doing it anymore from what i gather i'm sure he he runs a tight ship over at podcast movement though i'm sure yeah one thing's yeah. for sure though you want to pick an accountant that's conservative in nature is not in politics but conservative in bookkeeping <laughs> right <laughs> is cares about the details he cares about the details and cares that uh um he questions anything that's, you know, when you have your, when you have your accountant questioning you deeply, then you know that, uh, he cares that you don't have to lug a suitcase full of, uh, paperwork down to an, some, somebody that's going to be looking into your life with the power to make your life hell. So, <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. we, we've digressed. Todd at blueberry.com. Everyone, thanks for being here. Get subscribed to the show. Thank you for listening We'll be back with you, we think, uh, next Saturday, same time, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific is when we go live. For those of you who are curious, we'll see you next time. And everyone has been with us today. Adding to the chat room, thank you, Elsie, Eileen, 
the folks on YouTube and et cetera. Thank you so much. Everyone take care. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.